0: Joining us today, we've got Srinjeev Malhotra, a.k.a. Welcome, CJ. CJ, bro, yeah. welcome hey, yeah, to the please show. Yeah, show me CJ. Yeah. Show. How's it going, <laughs> guys? I'm
1: so happy to have both of you in my yeah. house. Um, looking forward to this.
0: Nikhil, thanks for like setting this whole thing up. Bro, it's, it's yeah. a pleasure, man. Like, and Honestly, I'm so glad we can finally have a podcast without Zoom. Even though it takes 45 honestly, minutes to set man. this shit up, yeah. like, it's worth it. I'm Definitely. happy to have this like, yeah. face-to-face over here, man. Literally. So, I want. I just, for everyone who doesn't know what, or don't know what yeah. biohacking is, could you elaborate on that? What sets you apart from, you know, just your normal fitness, fitness. guy, you know, someone who tells you, okay, have so many grams of protein carbs or, mm. you know, who guides you on nutritional diet. Mm. What does biohacking do that is different from that?
1: So, um, biohacking does two things mainly. It's an assessment of what you're doing throughout the day. The yeah. term biohacking is simply to hack the environment inside you which is your biology. This can be from um, the food that you eat, the kind of things that you're hearing, and um, the environment outside you, which depends on so many other factors like the toxic chemicals that you're coming across, or the kind of like weights that you're putting up in the gym, or the sprint times that you're doing, or just sleeping, right? All of these are environmental factors that kind of affect your personal life, your um, mental health, well, when I speak about mental health it's not just about depression or anxiety or something yeah. but even your cognitive performance how well you can show up at work how efficient are you at like focusing on a certain task and like recently we've known that our attention span is declining right in the yeah, last ten years it's just yeah. in the last 50 years I was reading a study and it says like it's just in a massive decline so yeah at this point anything that we can do to um, Limit our distractions well to be honest like limiting distractions isn't the thing because like we are yeah. always have our phones And we have emails to answer we have people to meet but um, if you can focus your mind and um, get it to like Spend enough time with like specific attention in cases, yeah. you can like achieve a lot of things So biohacking is all of that biohacking is actually in hacking the environment Which is inside you and outside you to change your biology and this can be done from simple things like sleeping well, um, being positive, um, going to the gym, To more complicated stuff like um, shining red light on your face or um, shining some laser lights in your ears. It could be so many things. Scientific
2: tanning. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Man, do you feel like the cognitive benefits since you started doing this?
1: So when I first started, um, I was just (laughs) trying to experiment with so many things, right? Yeah. And I was like, all right, let me try this, let me try that, let me try that. But I will tell you, there is a lot of stuff out there. There is a lot of people who claim that they know a lot of things and yeah. their products or their services or their um, approach to life can like change your life. But everyone works differently, right? We're all different. We have something known as biochemical individuality, which means that every, like, if something is worked for your neighbor or yeah. your cousin, yeah. is definitely not going to work for you. Yeah. But in my in my whole journey, I've come across, I've experimented with a lot of things, and I've come across some things which have been, which have given me the real value for money, yeah. and some fringe things which I wouldn't even try again. Fair so, enough. Like, could you there, give us a, a yeah, little bit sure. an example? Yeah, uh, So, when I first started, um, uh, I've heard like um, there were a lot of people mixing um, butter in their coffee and yeah. um, Using all these kind of oils and blending them, and yeah. like you know, getting this huge cognitive benefit, and um, I decided to try that, and it worked. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Right yeah it what? does work. So yeah. the idea is that um, there are a lot of like uh, these plant-based compounds in coffee, right? There is like the phenols, the polyphenols, the flavonoids, and all of these are like powerful antioxidants. Yeah, and these um, antioxidants really help you, like you know, just live healthy, right? Let's let's put it simply. And um, most of them are in bioavailable. By bioavailable, I mean that when you when you just digest them, they don't get absorbed into your system really easily. But then you have the strange idea that you blend like uh, butter or coconut oil or something. Yeah. But that fat, what is important is that fat acts as a bioavailable agent, which helps the coffee. Well, the the classic technique is now everyone does a different thing, but the classic technique is you take coffee you take some butter or coconut oil you blend them together and then you you keep blending them until it's got it gets like a foamy texture and what this does is it kind of like blends caffeine with the fat and um, what happens is fat can easily cross the blood-brain barrier okay and there's something in the body called a blood-brain barrier it kind of like keeps all the things that we eat away from our brain but coffee can do that uh, Coffee itself cannot do it so much, but when it's combined with fat, it can like cross the blood-brain barrier and go right into your brain cells. Interesting. And sure. then yeah. that enhances the effects of coffee like a lot. So this is one of those experiments that I did which worked yeah. completely fine. But then there were other things like there were these, uh, now the, the online world is full of these uh, components called nootropics or smart drugs. Well, yeah. these are like artificial, natural or synthetic compounds that you can take and these will really give you like a cognitive boost. So I've tried um, in my in my experimentation. I've like tried a lot of them. Some of them did work, yeah. and some were just hyped up so much. And when I tried them, like one of them is called Piracetam, and it's um, it's a control drug. And what a lot of people say is like once you have it, your um, your memory recall, your attention span, it kind of increases a lot. But it didn't really work for me. Yeah. For me. So you know, it's just like a trial and error, and like. Sure. What happens over a period of time is like if if you're trying one thing it's it's good because you can give yourself two or three weeks to see what is really working and what's not yeah. but in my case sometimes what happens is because i'm always reading the science because i'm always like trying to keep my finger on the pulse on things i try multiple things and a lot of the things that i do starts working and everything works synergistically so i i'm not sure if walking in the sunshine is actually giving me a cognitive boost or is it just sleeping for eight hours or taking the next nootropic pill yeah it's it's a mix of of everything it's a mix of things because in biology what happens is everything is connected and every like the thing is if you want to be sharp cognitively that means there you have to be healthy in other aspects of your life right you can you can go the short, you can take the shortcut and you can be like you know what i'm just going to take this pill and this like i'll give you an example there's a pill You can get it officially in some parts of the world, India being one. It's called Modafinil. Oh yeah, right. So this pill is um, this is it. It was first started to like give to jet pilots so they wouldn't like sleep on the mission and stuff. But reality is, if you're having like a hard day and you pop one of these, it will really go in and. It really kicks and like yeah. people use it before their exams. I've used it on sleepless nights. Yeah. And it kind of like really makes you make it's it's is it like, like Adrol? It is Adrol is another version. So yeah. these are okay, all yeah. yeah, these are all like nootrophics. Okay. Yeah. And um Adroll, I've tried Adrol as well. But yeah. it is um they're more um I would say like um not disadvantages, but there are some side effects that are reported for Adderall yeah. and okay. um, Ritalin is another one. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that. So, ADHD
2: yeah. medication, I think? Sorry, yeah, yeah. It, it's basically
1: yeah. for ADHD, Yeah, but um, people use it uh, to perform well at school and stuff yeah. like that, but some of them have, like, um, it's, it just d- depends on your biology, right? Yeah. Everyone reacts differently to different things. and. percent um, So yeah, man, like I've been trying so many things that it's so difficult to me for me to pinpoint Pinpoint. like I have some golden things that I know that are 100% working because when I travel or when I go some days without them, I really see a difference. But for the most of it, if you're working, if your body is rather working in synergy, everything else is just falls right in place. But if one component is missing out, then it kind of like takes away the whole thing. 100%
2: 100% man, that's really inspiring to hear somebody speak about this because most people seem to have like a basic idea Like, you mm. know, they do things right, but they don't know exactly why they're doing it And like for example, like, you know people like it back in the day You mm. used to follow religion and like, you know used yeah. to follow like a set of beliefs mm. that they used to wake up in the morning for example mm. Or like, you know did drink certain things, but you seem to break it down and put them, you know into order and it seems really scientific and all that stuff Yeah,
1: well, don't get me wrong. Like I yeah. love to like put things in order, but I'm still um I am spiritual, yeah. I am a bit religious as well but I consider myself to be mostly spiritual yeah. and there, um, there is a lot of evidence these days that all of these ancient things or ancient practices yeah. like you mentioned waking up early in the morning or like um, doing certain things in certain ways, yeah. they can actually help boost yeah. your health span and lifespan I a lot. So. Um, for example, right there are different regions in the world, they're called the Blue Zones yeah. and they've been um, named for their lo- or they're called longevity hotspots, right? Everyone in these areas, like most of them, they cross yeah. above 100. So they're either sanitarians yeah. or they're super sanitarians. Yeah. Super sanitarians are the ones which cross 110, right? And these are places like Okinawa, Japan. These are places like Sardinia in um, yeah. Italy. You have um, Okinawa in Japan, I mentioned and um nicoya there so there are a lot of these places around the world right but when you go and analyze them when you look at like a super view of what these people are doing and why these people aren't like aging as fast and yeah and you'd be surprised to see like some of the guys were 80 years old are still like cycling they're skateboarding and they're doing all these kind of stuff that only makes you look at them and be like whoa why are these and how are these guys doing this because yeah, what is the average yeah. human lifespan anyway? It's 82, right? So, how are these, like, every second person is living above 100. And then you see, look at certain char- characteristics, yeah. and you find out that, you know, these are the same people who are, um, they're very relaxed in life, they don't have much of stress, they engage a lot with their family, they spend a lot of time at their houses with their yeah. family, they aren't the ones who are signed up to a gym membership or a CrossFit box, but rather take long walks during the day and have social gatherings at night. And these guys don't even have any mental health problems like loneliness yeah. or depression. But they're they're just like so chilled out. They're eating a lot of like let's say plant foods. They're having a lot of red wine. Yeah. Some of the people in Sardinia, like you'll have like grandmothers in Sardinia, which are even like smoking.
2: Yeah, and they're still living. <laughs> yeah. So
1: they kind of like tend to break all the rules as well. Yeah. But um, there is a lot of evidence to say that. These, um, these longevity hotspots or um, blue zones have certain customs and religion is a big part of them. Yeah, Apart from I think one, um, the, I think it's the Seven Day Adventist in the US, Loma Linda. Yeah. Apart from them, I think everyone is a part of like, I think even them, they're a part of like some kind of like a Sabbath or like some kind yeah. of like... So-
0: like even like when you talk about religion right what strikes home is for example um yeah. so i'm like i'm, I'm you're not no, never mind both mm-hmm. all hindu families and whatnot we're yeah. used to bring tilaks and stuff and all that right so for a long time say my dad used to get on my cases like you know mm-hmm. put that thing on your foot put that yeah. thing and after a while like i started believing in like you know the whole concept of praying right mm-hmm. like that's a separate spiritual conversation in itself but like the gist of it is that i'm not into worship Mm -hmm. i can acknowledge that yeah like for that big bang to happen for those two things to collide there might have been a higher superpower power that kind of deemed things to happen in a certain way and is somewhat there's a power that's pulling the strings somewhere to make shit happen right Mm -hmm. fine um at the end of the day that when our parents tell us to do some things which are, you know, religious practices or whatnot, I kind of want to ask them why and I hate being, I hate a response which comes with, oh, we've always been doing it, right? Mm. And some might, fall out of, some might fall out of tradition, some might not. Like for example, uh, there was this whole concept where when you buy a new car, you crush lemons under, underneath mm. it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it all just stemmed from the fact that 200 years ago, people used horse carts and bullock carts, right? That was the main form of transportation. Mm. So anytime you bought a, a new bull or something mm. uh, or a cart. You would crush lemon under the hooves of those animals because okay. you know the uh, I think the citric acid acts as an antiseptic uh-huh, for them yeah. when it comes to you know if they if they're prickled by thorns yeah. or some some mm-hmm. sort of rough surface, right? There's no point in doing that under a Volkswagen jetta, mm-hmm. yeah. tires hai. like it's, yeah, exactly. it's it can deal with this shit. Yeah. And yeah. when you keep going forward, right, like sometimes you start neglecting because you neglect some of these rituals, mm-hmm. you start neglecting slightly more important ones, which would probably be um haldi yeah, or the chandan which you put a, put, a, yeah. put in this put over here right now i find a lot of people putting it here putting it there and then like i did some research and found out the actual place needs to be right between your forehead there's absolutely no point putting it here or mm-hmm. here or like there's yeah. no point in going all wide about it because technically it's they use chandan as they called it as a cooling agent and because they believe in the concept of chakras in your body yeah. Yeah. when you put it over here it cools your third eye apparently and it sort of helps you make be more intuitive with someone. Again, really I don't cool. know much about yeah. Chakra tech. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. how chakras was going to much. say Chakra technology? I'm going to say Chakra <laughs> technology, <laughs> I mean, but when look at it, it is like a kind of technology
1: because yeah. you see, you see all these, the ancient Indians, the Chinese, yeah. the, um, the original Americans, they had a certain set of like practices, like you said, like Chandan, Tulsi, yeah. um, the, yeah. so many of them, right. And turns out that. At that point, people were like, "Okay, you know what? Let's just follow them because it came from like some great saint." Yeah. And over the years, people started asking these questions, right? But like you mentioned, no one really knows the answer. No one really knows like why did this happen, and we started following a lot of Western philosophy. So we looked into Western medicine, and like yeah. we looked into pharmaceuticals, and now pharmaceuticals are giving a better run for our money than some ancient <laughs> tribal practices yeah. of you know having um, like turmeric spread all over our face or something like that. Yeah. But what happens? time and time again, is that these Western philosophies or these Western medicine yeah. keep going back and finding that, hey, you know what, this was something that's written in the books for the Asia. last 5,000 years. Yeah, and, yeah, 100%, and now, yeah. um, why don't we build our products Based on that. and now we're doing research and now we find out that these people were up to something right the ancient Chinese knew something yeah. the ancient Indians knew something and they've been doing it the yogis have been doing so many things for yeah. like so many years and now in the last five years meditation is just taken over okay. the planet yeah Everyone yoga wants, as well yeah yoga meditation and it's like this has always been there <laughs> yeah. like these things yeah. have been there yeah. it's been recorded in history books but that's the thing because no one is able to explain or prove them yeah people start losing faith yeah. but what happens now is now before than ever we have the ability or like the technology to analyze data and analyze findings for the last hundred years yeah. where we did not have AI or like some super fast computer that could look at like results from 1950s to 1970s. And sort of capture, like capture trends and stuff to see where things work. So now it's just become so much more easier for us to say that, you know what? We thought that this was working. Let's just, let's just put all this information that we have for the last 25 years, let's put it into a system. And now that system, we have that kind of computational power to get so much out of like just raw data. Right. And that again, it's for me, I call it like. A perfect blend between ancestral wisdom and modern science because yeah. you could you could be in the camp or when you look at a lot of the biohackers they will always tell you to be on this uh, camp of uh, you know what let's just take this fancy device and like this fancy device can do this and that like let's say for example like uh, we were having a chat earlier like a photobiomodulation device yeah it is um, it is something that can okay. it's just something right uh, yeah. behind the and it, could, um, <laughs> and it could just yeah. give you so many benefits uh, that you get from sunlight right yeah. and the convenience of your own home yeah but i would always advocate that sunlight is so much powerful and if you could just like go outside and walk for 10 minutes you probably don't need this shit anyway like, yeah. excuse me yeah. for my language but yeah. it's an unfiltered joke a, for it. like yeah. there's no ad- need to be I always have a lot of cause I go to biohacking conferences and I have these people wearing different kind of lenses, people talking about having chips in their arms. And whenever I'm just talking to them, I'm just like, dude, what did you chips? just try to like oh so these are these biofeedback and mechanism yeah. chips and you can keep on monitoring all of your data <laughs> like cyborg. <to> <laughs> <laughs> Elon won cyborg. This. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like being a cyborg isn't so bad, like yeah. A month ago, or a month and a half ago, I attached a computer chip to my arm. And basically, what? yeah, what this does yeah. was, um, it's called a continuous blood glucose monitor. Okay. And um, traditionally, if you would go to your doctor or like in a pharmacy, you would have someone prick your finger yeah. and test your blood glucose levels in um, in front of you, as, and it takes the blood to come out, right? But what this chip does is, it's like a device, you plug it in, so it's got a needle, it goes into your arm. And it stays there for about fourteen days. Oh,
0: I've seen. I saw
1: you do that. Yeah, yeah. I saw you do that on your Instagram. Yeah, go so, ahead. so this is one way where I was trying to like better live through science. Yeah, because I know that in a lot of like these ancient medicine texts, they say that you shouldn't be, and I also advocate that you should. One of the most important things that you should um, do for living a healthier or a longer life is monitoring like there are many things you should do but one of the prime things that you should track for is glycemic variability glycemic variability meaning how fast or how slow your blood sugar fluctuates throughout the day okay and always testing yourself with the finger prick isn't the right option so what i decided to do was to plant a chip in my arm and that was automatically like sending me data on an app in my phone yeah. and i would know that throughout the day let's say if i ate grapes, how much would my blood sugar rise when i uh, compare it to like let's say having um, dark chocolate yeah right and i got real time like feedback on it and because of that i could change a lot of things in my well basically i i kind of understood beforehand like what increases blood sugar or what decreases blood sugar but I just wanted to test that theory and I wanted to make sure that I am getting enough data for me to like change my lifestyle habits things like if I did not sleep well my blood sugar shot up 20% Mm -hmm. and this kind of like elevated blood glucose If and that was just like six hours and a half I would sleep seven hours and 20 minutes every day but if I slept for like six hours and like 20 or 40 Mm -hmm. minutes my blood sugar goes from anywhere between 10 to 20 percent and For a normal person sleeping six hours and like 30 or 40 minutes it's not a big deal it's just like something normal right that's yeah. what we think but that has consequences on every part of your biology that's what i was saying everything yeah. is interconnected so i was trying to like figure out if i'm angry how do how does my blood sugar fluctuate and you would be surprised to know that every emotion that you have changes your blood sugar on a different level that is and, you, yeah, and that's just how and you kind of like I don't want to be the kind of person to have like a thing stuck to my arm all day long but to have it for enough time to just feel how I feel when a blood sugar rises because yeah. I didn't know that before but this time I try to train my body and mind to understand when my blood sugar is going up so now sometimes I don't have that chip on but yeah because I know how it feels I can like kind of like be my own right. analyst and yeah. be like oh yeah. shit this food nah yeah. like something so surprising yeah. i had everyone who was telling me oh let's eat and i'm guilty for this one i used to love yeah. eating gluten-free bread right and it was so funny when i had gluten-free bread apparently it was all healthy and stuff like that but my blood sugar shot up to 170 or 180 mm-hmm. and that's at the that's like diabetic level yeah. and yeah. i don't even eat like i mostly form, uh, have like the ketogenic diet so i'm yeah of the time not eating any carbs so so any carbs that I would eat should not rise my blood sugar up so quickly because it should be absorbed in my system because I've been like carb depleted for like days yeah but still that would raise my blood sugar up so much so these are like these tiny things so that's why I say like the marriage between ancestral wisdom and modern science is like one of the best ways that you can get enough data analyze it but still kind of like you know test what was going on in the past and now that we have so much of computational power we can answer your question yeah. like okay why do you use turmeric and why yeah. do you use this and yeah. why do you use this drink at night yeah. because before you no one never. knew it. Yeah, yeah no one knew it, it yeah. was just like all right yeah. my grandfather told this to me and yeah. i'm telling it to you yeah, yeah. So it's an
2: interesting thought experiment to see how they knew it like the first people yeah you know? and it's, like and it's funny that's
1: why we always like keep coming yeah. back to it that the ancient men and yeah. women were the original biohackers right 100%
2: they had to discover it on their own.
1: And and that's the thing. Like, when fr- they were first discovering it, a lot of yeah. people would tell them, like, hey, listen, um, I don't think this is a good idea. Like, imagine someone who was living in the caves, right? And this person, like, finally discovered, like, a fire. Yeah. And probably, I bet you, this caveman was be going and telling the other cavemen, like, yeah. hey, guys, I discovered this really cool thing to, like, yeah. keep me and my family warm. Would yeah. it be like, oh, shit, this is some kind of yeah, dark magic. We're we're and we're you know what? Yeah. We're going to yeah. run away. Yeah. And guess yeah. what happened. They died. Yeah. Yeah. So this is... This is how, this is how I look at biohacking itself yeah. that together with the collaborative of consciousness to a collaborative of mind, we can come up yeah. with solutions to, well, there would, I would love to engage in solutions that reduces carbon footprint and reduces the carbon from the atmosphere. Yeah. But I am mostly looking at solutions which can like, you know, For reduce uh, people's, um, that like, you know, basic problems, like everyday problems, people yeah. like. 70% of the world has like some kind of insomnia problem, so what oh, yeah. can we do to like, help them with that? A lot of people are having these diseases like sarcopenia and so many other that's things. That's sarcopenia is the loss of like muscle yeah. tissue or muscle mass, yeah. uh, that happens every year after 30. Okay. And uh, basically what happens is in, when you're like 50 years old or 60 years old, you naturally don't have that kind of skeletal muscle mass, yeah. and the biggest yeah. reason for people um, of like getting injured is because they slip because they don't have like either they slip or their hips like they get so weak that they can't carry their own body weight and for me it is quite important to educate young people and to tell people like you know what's going going to go on in the next 20 or 30 years but it is even more important to educate the people who are already at 50 or 60 or 70 yeah right because those are the guys who need it the most because their biology if they're doing the same thing every day Same things which probably make them even weaker than um, before. That would like we have more potential to save lives when we're looking at people at that age group. So for me and my interest as well, I'm mostly focused on longevity and longevity science because I believe like young people have a biological advantage to them. I mean, if this information goes into them, they can. probably get so much more out in the next 10 or 15 years mm-hmm. but at this point we should be helping the elderly the um the ones who need our support yeah, so yeah 100%. all my research and things like that are like directed onto like helping the elderly Fair so enough.
0: when did you f- when did you get into the whole biohacking group, right like how so, so how long have you been practicing this actively so
1: i was here's my story right i um i was an obese kid Right? No so way. I struggled. yeah I, Seriously, was yeah, was I struggled yeah. throughout my school years I uh, was bullied a lot I I struggled a lot with um, losing weight and um, then I started doing martial arts and from martial arts I started going to the gym so it's been like yeah. 14 years since I've yeah. been going to the gym now yeah. so I took on like the the aesthetic part of it really early in my my um, so you sorry,
0: uh, when you said martial arts. What did you? Like, so I did okay. kung fu, Shaolin kung fu. No, okay. Khan, Karate, yeah. Khan, Karate. Yeah. yeah. I did a lot
1: of Muay Thai, wrestling.
0: Yeah. How many? How like? I mean, those are all like very diverse martial arts. So, like, yeah. how old were you when you started martial arts? Like. So I was uh, maybe like twelve or. So okay. Like, yeah. And like. Twelve or fourteen. And like, so when did you like? When was the When was the last time you ended? So I. Um, okay. I think
1: like four or five years ago. I, was, um, I used to do a lot of like, kickboxing in UAE. I yeah. even went for a few months to Thailand to train in one of the most uh, professional Muay Thai camps. Oh, on, sure. Uh, Tiger Muay yeah. Thai. Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah, I
0: think Dan yeah. went to Yeah, it could that, be. I think. A lot of, oh, uh, I know, so, I when
1: I was over there, oh, I sure. even saw Khabib. And no, way! Yeah, no so way. yeah this is yeah. back in 2012 or 13. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. And he- um, yeah, that was the time that he used yeah. to train there as well. And sure. I've seen like, I trained under Brian Ebersole, Roger Vera. No way. Yeah. And um, so,
2: sure. and oh, I,
1: yeah. So we've, we've done, I mean, I've done quite a lot of that, but yeah. I, for me, like until a few years, it was all about like being fit and being, um, health wasn't given much of a priority, but I had a very uh, athletic mindset that I wanted to become fast. I wanted to become strong and I wanted to like go I wouldn't mind going into the pain cave a lot. There were times yeah. that I used to work out three times a day. This was in the vibe, like I would wake up in the morning, go for a run, then go in the afternoon to do my like um, weight training session, and go in the night to swim. So I was always like trying to like prove to myself that you know I am that athletic and I am. Yeah. I haven't attended many competitions, but um, and this is all I'm talking about the time that you couldn't show off uh, these kind of things on social media because <laughs> there was no stories, there was no yeah. Instagram, Facebook had probably just come in, but we didn't have the ability to take pictures and post it. Yeah. But I just had this inner drive of just like going and trying to like, like self-competing and just, you know, having this intense moments in the gym and on the streets. Yeah. And that kind of like led me to MMA and stuff. Uh, but a few years ago, I realized that... Um, no matter how much, how many ever hours I was putting in, I also started doing a lot of intense crossfit in the past few years. And no matter how much hours I was putting in, at the end of the day, um, I was lifting the heaviest. I was finishing in the least amount of time and like I was competitive, but yeah. something inside me didn't feel right. Yeah, I would wake up and I would be tired. I would go to sleep and I would just be lying in my bed flat and I couldn't sleep. This was because of like the overcompensation of hormones that were just like going all over the place because of working out so much. Did you much. take like supplements and stuff back then? Yes. So I'll, back in the day I would just take like um, protein, creatine, just like the basic yeah. stuff to like increase your muscles and stuff. And yeah, that was pretty much my goal. Like I wanted to look good. I wanted to like dominate the field, very um, tight A personality. But in the recent years, I was just analyzing everything that was going on and how how biohacking started was because I met a friend and he's like, yo, you're so hyper, you've got to meditate, right? Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, meditate? That's like, that's for pussies. Like, I was, <laughs> <laughs> who, who yeah. the fuck meditates? Yeah. It yeah. like... Going to a yoga class would be the max thing I would do and that yeah. too because I probably was just too sore to like <laughs> get the so I yeah. was like going yeah. to yoga that embarrasses me so I want to be in the last because yeah. I don't want people to see me in the front yeah. Yeah. and one of my friends he was just like hey man you gotta like try meditation and like you know it'll be like really cool and stuff he gave me some talks about yeah. chakras and I was like wow
2: yeah
1: I was like okay cool. So the next thing I do is like, I download this app, right? And this is my first interference with technology, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I've always used um, the weights in the gym to like help me out. Let me use my smartphone and download a freaking app and like try to do it with an app, yeah. right? And this is the time I'm like, right. And for the first week, it was like shit. I was like, man, this is just stupid. This is the wrong idea. But then something happened the next week. The next week when I did not do it, cause I gave up on it, I'm like, fuck this. Um, I started to get agitated a lot. Like I did not realize that that meditation app was making me calmer until I left it. And that's yeah. what happens with most of these biohacks, And that's what happens with most of the supplements. When you're in the zone, you don't feel yeah. it cause you're like invisible and stuff like that. Right? So you're not feeling a lot of these push that you're getting yeah. until
2: you, start you getting leave it. it. Yeah.
1: And you start yeah. going back to baseline and you're like, Oh shit, I don't really like the way I feel like I don't, like uh, my focus levels are down and and like my attention span is gone so I'm like okay there must be something in it and I started exploring it further yeah. and that led to that led to like just reading a lot online that led to like being curious on a different part of health because I was like okay you know what I've really gone up there I was 4.3% body fat once Jeez. and that is like a when you when you can imagine that like jay Cutler and all these people are like almost four percent body fats when they go on stage so yeah. and that was without a competition so i killed myself like i starved i did stupid things yeah to get to that level but i was never healthy so i decided to like explore a different part to help yeah. and that's where i started and um, i we used to travel a lot as well and every time i would travel i would like try to like understand like what a certain culture does for some problems.
0: That's really interesting. And And then imbibe a bit of what they have to see, sort of bring that from there, bring that back home, try and inculcate it. So um,
2: I wanted to explore the topic about prana and yogi Mm -hmm. and about ancient knowledge mixing with modern technology because like the yogis have done this for ages, right? They woke up in the morning because they thought Mm -hmm. there was more prana. And obviously it's untestable to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you have a lot more insight on this topic.
1: Yeah. So. the way it works is um, when we look at ourselves as biological creatures, right? Yeah. We have um, us, the animals, we've all evolved, evolved um, on this planet synergistically. Yeah. And what happens is, there is um, when, you look at, when you look at cells, right? We have 30 trillion cells in our body. Yeah. And all of these cells are always communicating with each other, right? Every cell communicates with each other. What is even surprising is there is another thing that, there are three things which go inside the cell. It's called a nuclear, peroxisome, and mitochondria. Now, these mitochondria are, let's say, they're known as the power powerhouse. Powerhouse of the
0: cell. It's what it's you it's learned. Eighth grade it's biology, it's bro. Yeah, so,
1: so for anyone who doesn't know this, yeah. mitochondria is the powerhouse of your cells. So what do they do? They make the energy that keeps us talking. We use it for yeah. blinking our eyes. We yeah. use it for everything, right? And the way they work is they take food and they take uh, water yeah. and they take air and they combine it and um, then the end result is something called as ATP or adenosine triphosphate and this adenosine triphosphate is your energy
2: yeah
1: but there is something else there is another element that happens between this communication because you have about 1000 to 2000 mitochondria per cell and that multiplied by thirty trillion cells so you've yeah. got a lot of communication now there's another part called the gut microbiome we don't want to touch it because that's that's a topic in itself yeah. but what these what these um, cells are doing is that they're shining light on each other okay. and that light is called biophotons right these biophotons are these tiny fractions of light which transmit messages yeah. which is let's say one quadrillionth of a second um, that is kind how fast feature, it right? is. Yeah. yeah, that's how fast it is. And when we talk about prana and we talk about um, life energy, right? Yeah. For the most, for the most religion or cultures, we always hear the term that um, that person has seen the light, or that person is into the light, or he's enlightened, enlightened yeah. right? So there is, you see, this common factor of light being yeah. everywhere, mm-hmm. and. What light is, is basically like we use it as frequency or energy, right? Yeah. And yeah. every frequency is, carries some kind of information. It's like a radio frequency, it's the frequency right. that we're talking about on the mic, right? Mm-hmm. If you connect it to a certain frequency and then you tune your radio to that frequency, you yeah. can get like a connection, right? Yeah. So all of this light and frequency is carrying messages. And that's on a subatomic level, Yeah, you see, um, you see two atoms, which is the smallest um, part in biology. And these two atoms are always connected and they're connected by an invisible spectrum of light, which then we think is prana or energy.
0: Yeah.
2: So much so that,
1: so much so that, um, and you know, what happens is we have like a bond. So these two cells have a bond and then they become a molecule, but there's something holding them together. There's nothing physical, but there is something, um, you know, paraphysical or like, you know, in physical or you can call it yeah, like metaphysical. metaphysical. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can call yeah. it anything, right? Uh, yeah. But these this is holding those two cells together. Yeah. Making them a molecule. That molecule combined with different cells makes a tissue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that tissue can then be your heart, your brain, anything. Yeah, that makes right? it, life. it makes so many things. But yeah. what is holding all of them together? It's something it, yeah. which is unexplainable and that's energy. Yeah. Right? Energy is what brings or holds a lot of those things together. And when we look at like ancient uh, Hinduism, we talk yeah. about like Ayurveda. We talk about Chi, uh, which is yeah, Chi in Chinese, yeah. Yeah. which is also called the life energy. That's uh, a yeah. Chinese part of like life energy. Yeah. And all of these things are like, there are certain practices that you can do. Like, let's say breath work, and, um, you know, sun salutations, um, thinking on a positive like note. All of these things like kind of like increase your um, life force Qi. or prana yeah. and the way it works is it um you have seven chakras in your body yeah starting um starting just underneath your stomach and, uh, <laughs> and goes, all way way up, up. goes all the way up goes all the way up and what happens for most of us is that we start experiencing everything around us from three core chakras yeah these are called the survival chakras these are the first three chakras in your body so these are, um, your reproduction mm-hmm. or propagation of the species. Yep. So you're always either be thinking about sex or think about like, you know, fantasies Done. about people. Done. Yeah, right? <laughs> and don't, uh, don't get me wrong. That's how an organism survives, right? Like yeah. when you look at, when you look into the nature, like any, the smallest microorganisms or bacteria, yeah. right? There are few things that all of us have in common. First thing, you can call it the four F's, mm-hmm. right? The first is to feed, yeah. right? Cause every human being or every animal or every living organism needs to feed. Cause if you don't feed on yourself or like you don't go and eat everything, you yeah. die. Yeah, Right? Yeah. Nowadays we are like very conscious about nutrition and health and we like, um, put things aside and we're like, no, we don't want to eat this. And we don't want to eat that. But reality is if you're hungry, And there's like cake in front of you, you'll eat it because your body doesn't want to die. Your cells are doing everything to make you survive. The second thing is to fight or flee from any situation. If you're facing a predator, which is kind of like strong and you can't take over him, that means you're going to flee away from the situation because that ensures your survival. If you want to... If you're at a point where the predator is small or the danger is small, you're going to overtake that, right? So you're going to fight. Yeah. The third one is to fuck, (laughs) right? Because you have to propagate your species. One of the, like we were talking about um, the blue zones, one of the most uncommon things that you will find in blue zones is that the men and women, even at the age of 60 or 70 are having sex and they are willing to have babies because the general rule in biology is if you cannot reproduce, you're useless to the species. Yeah. So for the evolution and for the enhancement of the species, you have to be sexually reproductive. Which is I'm not saying go ahead and like have like kids all around you and because that's that shit is expensive and you don't want <laughs> yeah, that respect, I right? mean... But the more sexually active you are, you are giving every cell in your body that signal that you yeah. are still there for the survival of the species. That's the third one the next one is friend so when bacteria or when animals or when humans cannot get through a situation properly when they all of their existing means are exhausted the only thing they will do is to gather in groups this is how we survive this is how communities build this is how we've like um, bent over like so many world destructions and stuff because we support yeah. each other we are in a community we're helping each other and that is the rule of nature, and that is how it kind of like plums yeah. up. And um, going back to prana and energy, it's, yeah. it's it's strange because a lot of people haven't been able to answer this, but you will see. Because uh, this could be a lot of woo woo, right? You could be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, we're talking about science here, and now we're talking yeah. about something which we cannot even describe." Yeah. But in nature, there are always things that you yeah. cannot describe, like you literally existence. All, yeah, we've yeah. we've all had like we've like I mean, if you go to YouTube right now, you'll have so many people like people who are like five years old and who can like. Um, like play every note on the piano mm-hmm. they, yeah. Can, yeah. they can they yeah. um, can't explain some that they shape. can they can calculate like thirteen digit numbers, multiplication, division, yeah. Yeah. And that's not normal, right? And yeah. that and when you go to science they will be like, "Yo, yeah, well, this is supernatural and yeah. this is something like unique and stuff like yeah. that and they will be like it's a syndrome. No, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's
2: weird. Like I have a point like one of the most famous scientific experiments like the double slit experiment is yeah. unexplainable. Like okay. and like, that literally defines the essence of reality. There are so many. Like so many. So many. And like very recently Nature published a, an article as well mm-hmm. about like a very similar like yeah. a, a, a similar thought experiment to the double slit experiment where if somebody was to do it like, experiment i'm not going mm. into the detail because i'm just a caveman yeah. but uh, <laughs> uh, so basically it was like if somebody does an experiment and there was another friend of his who did the experiment as well mm. like recreated the first experiment yeah. so imagine the first experiment A and person B replicates mm. A in an, another lab that, uh, the spin of the whatever the particle mm-hmm. that they're observing would yeah. somehow be tangled because they both know each other so, yeah. and that's literally tied in with the observer that is
1: called the quantum entanglement exactly
2: but I mean, uh, not yeah. like kind of, like yeah. in in this uh, in this case. But as mm. you said, quantum entanglement is something that people don't explain as well, because uh, when two particles are entangled, they travel faster than the speed of light. Speed of light. Yeah, yeah, and they
1: vanish at the same. Okay, time I don't level. understand, and
2: that's voodoo to me. You need to explain <laughs> a little more. So, so quantum yeah, uh, quantum entanglement is like basically uh, how they normally uh, study quantum. Uh, like, correct me if I'm wrong, because mm. I'm still uh, I don't understand it properly. But basically, when the uh, radioactive compound, the de- like decays. decays, yeah. So then they, when the radioactive compound decays, uh, basically the particles split, yeah, in some sort of sense, and they are entangled.
1: In in a in a controlled environment, what yeah. what they try to do is they take two protons, yeah, and um, they shoot it in different spaces, right? Okay. And this is just like a shorter version of it. They shoot it in different spaces, yeah. and if they're entangled. Right. And they're going in different directions. When how they, are they entangled? So they, they have this process where they kind yeah. of like entangle it. That's too deep. Okay. And fuck they it. Some, yeah, that's too, uh, something about These two things are, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. These, okay two entangled, things, like, yeah. these two things have the same, they're coming from the same source. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay, okay. Okay. They're yeah. coming from the same source and they're going in different directions when they, in the lab condition, like yeah. manage to, um, kind of like dis, uh, make one proton disappear, yeah. right? The yeah. other, Disappears at the same time. Wherever it is in the universe, influencing them. But yeah. here's the thing: if they are so, if they're traveling, let's say at the speed of light, right? Yeah. If one disappears, it will take like about a like some milliseconds for the other one to disappear as well. And that kind of like redefines Einstein's theory, right? E yeah. equals mc squared. But like, what happens when? One thing disappears, and if this yeah. thing is just connected to it, yeah, yeah, it's it just doesn't make sense, you, complete sense yeah. out of it. Yeah. Also, and this um, might be very complicated for people to understand. But yeah. what what we are trying to say is that everything is connected or interconnected somehow, yeah. right? You see the most. Um, you see, yeah. like, let's say, you see an atom, right? If you if you think about your science classes, you see an atom and then you have a uh you have like the center of the atom and then you have these electrons protons uh, positrons and all these things yeah. like circulating right yeah. yeah and when you look at them in a lab condition like where the atom is 99.9 percent of the space around it is actually on a subatomic level like this is this is the kind of place where you can say okay you know prana can come in and energy can come in and all these weird mm, things that we yeah. don't really. That you can't about. define. Yeah, yeah, we just, cannot because the, yeah, scientific even The smallest yeah. thing is the life is full of possibilities. And that's why I keep telling everyone, life is full of possibilities because the, the element that is most crucial to life, like this tiniest particle of life is a possibility in itself. And it's a possibility where if you were an observer and you observe something like, let's say you put all your attention into like, Um, having the next car and if you're focusing a lot on this somehow or the other that car will manifest in your life I'm not saying that you're going to be walking and it's going to drop off from the sky because the car is made full of electrons the possibility will there are so many possibilities and this is when we start exploring like a lot of these yoga sciences and uh so, these ancient practices of you know what this is possible and so is this
0: where the whole like you know the fact that you have a vision board in the sense that you're visualizing it you're man you're trying to manifest it yes. on a regular basis and you hope that it will in some form like maybe yes, not in had the like five things but, like,
1: on the vision board which have already manifested and they're not there now because they've already manifested okay, <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah that's awesome but yeah i've heard i've heard about the there is Power of attraction, law of attraction law, of, law attraction. of attraction yeah, and there's also like deep science on this like on yeah. how how the observer effect works and how when you kind of like think about a situation which is not at this point and you kind of like commit so much into it like let's say you yeah. uh, we're thinking about this podcast right and now you've been thinking about this podcast for a week, you can imagine the place that we were in. The kind of conversations that we're going to be talking it's not in the it's not in reality right now but it's in some future reality and the more you start connecting yourself with it you get entangled to it and the more entangled you are these two uh, these two spaces which are uh, in different times they somehow like come closer to each other I mean apart from the fact that the weeks has gone and like you know this was meant to happen but um, that's how the thing works so
0: very interesting like way you look at it because you know so till now like we've explored you know what so many things are so i want to dive a little more into mm-hmm. your experience with each of these things right so you've talked you've like till now we've discussed about how this entanglement has yeah. helped you achieve things so if you don't mind me asking like mm-hmm. could you like share an experience like where that worked out you know okay so um
1: like i last year or year and a half ago i wanted to get a specific car. Right, you guys have seen that car downstairs, right? And I was like, you know what? Um, At that point, I did not have the amount of money or the resources to have that car. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna put it on a vision board. Yeah. And um, that was on my vision board for one and a half year. And every morning when I woke up. I, after doing my gratitude journal, I would just go to my vision board and I would imagine myself like being in that car. Every time I saw the car on the street, I was just imagining myself like being in that car. Yeah. Turns out, a year and a half later, out of like just randomness, I yeah. got a car. <laughs> and I mean like there were steps involved, like yeah. I had to like um, pull my finances together and all these things, but like that just happened randomly. And
2: but do you get a good deal or yeah
1: i got a good deal yeah. i got a new job My, the yeah. job that i got um like the company that i got helped me pay for this car like uh, yeah. efficiently it was um, yeah. i got a good discount as well everything worked out everything just yeah. worked out magically right yeah. and i did not even expect that but i knew one day i would have that car yeah and um second thing i've always wanted to live in a villa. I've mm-hmm. lived in apartments all my life, I have wanted yeah. to live in a villa, like one of the things that was there on the vision board was that I'm going to live in a villa. Yeah. And um, after so many years, only a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. out of the random, I yeah. started looking for villas. Yeah. And this was as random as me and my friend walking outside one of the days uh, in this quarantine and we just saw a villa and we saw a tulip sign and we are like, oh man, I always want, always wanted to live in a villa, let's check like yeah. the... Mm-hmm. Much yeah, is yeah. and it was expensive, but it was way below the market rate. So that yeah. made me think that, oh, okay, you know what? There is this quarantine and corona right now. I bet a lot of people will be selling their villas for like cheaper, yeah. and that motivated me to like check other places. You guys bought this? No, we, we're renting okay. it, okay, okay. But even those prices have come down like, yeah, like a online, like, it's it's like a shit ton, man. It's like time, <laughs> so that's why I was like, um, you know what? This is probably, I got a very good deal on this house, and I was like let me do it i've always wanted to have like a studio kind of setup so when i started like thinking about this i was like all right you know what this is how i wanted to be and this is what i want to do so it's just (laughs) like you keep you put like all these things together i i think it's still there something about travel or something like you know that i wanted to travel and um touch work for the last few years i've been traveling a lot and Uh, uh, that also comes as a part of like you know having that you don't have to keep it on a vision board, but like, even just if, visualizing. When I, yeah, whenever I meditate, yeah. I meditate every morning. So every time I meditate, I kind of like, uh, one of the things that I do is like trap into the future self and yeah. see like what my, where do you want your future am, self to be? Yeah. Right. So, and, and that kind of like shapes yeah. your present reality as well. Cause yeah. like you're, it, it just, it's just like, it's just funny somehow like it just all works out. Like there's some meaning to it. Yeah. No, I'm a
2: really strong believer in that concept and that's like one of the reasons that we, I started this at least because I wanted to explore how different people yeah. inter- interact with this mm-hmm. life force, yeah. you know, if we call it because each person somehow experiences it through their perspective mm-hmm. and, you know, they go about it. like any person successful has interacted with this in mm-hmm. some sort of sense, you know, they've done some of the practices that you follow. But maybe they don't even know it, they just yeah. like sort of you know do it because it, they yeah inherently it just, just sort know, of happens. haven't given it as much thought. Yeah. Walking
1: on walking yeah. the beach and just like walking and keeping the your head The grounding thing is, that you it's would by, like. Yeah, it yeah, by itself is a part of meditation. You yeah. never know, but you kind of like, are in this zone where you're just so disconnected from everyone and you're just focused on one thing and you're just like walking towards it yeah. and that itself is a meditation you don't have to like sit down and like close your yeah. eyes and do all the fancy stuff <laughs> but as long as uh, there, sometimes I find meditation in my work as well yeah. I'm working and I just get so engrossed that I get into this meditative state a yeah. lot of athletes experiences especially a lot of runners it's called runner's high
0: hey what's up guys so If you're wondering if this is the end of the podcast, no, it actually isn't. The original podcast that we shot with CJ was two hours long and we've given you the first hour of that conversation because we feel that there was so much information shared in those two hours that it'd be better assimilated by you guys if it's given to you one hour at a time so i hope you really enjoyed watching this video and i hope you've taken something back from this and that it benefits you in some way if you enjoyed this video smash that like button do subscribe share this with your friends and family so take care stay safe and we'll come to you with part two of this podcast very soon